Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and a Merry Christmas from... Ho, ho, ho. That was very good. (laughs) (laughs) I just wondered how many hoes you were getting. I suppose three hoes is the traditional number of hoes. The traditional number of hoes at Christmas. I just wanted to let you get all your hoes out. Yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I've never felt so white having that conversation. (laughs) Um, I'm Pete, here's Dave. And as a little Christmas bonus, we thought, um, how do we say thanks to friends friends listeners do you know what the the equivalent of what we're doing is i just realized is that what we're doing is giving you a present for free that you deemed not worthy of buying yourself (laughs) (laughs) to be honest that's that's the things that i ask people for for christmas yeah that's true actually isn't it like stuff that you just you're like i'm not gonna waste my money i don't want it enough to buy it yeah but I will wait for you to give it to me. Yeah, that's true, actually. Well, that's what we're doing, because this has been sat there in our Patreon for now two or... Th- no, five months, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, ages, yeah. Five months, so we thought, a little Christmas present for you all. We'll give you the first one for free. We'll give you something we've already done and edited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but look, Pete, we've recorded this bespoke introduction. No, do you know what we've done? We've repackaged something... As like a present. Well, yes. you know when you forget a present and you have to sort of pretend that something's a present. Oh, yeah. Um, so here's the first episode with Joey with friends. We're re-gifting, and, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we're re-gifting it. <laughs> but don't be ungrateful. I'll tell you what, there's, there's, uh, this is, if, if, if you ever wanted a teaser for the regular Patreon series of Joey, though, you, it might not be apparent yet, but it will become apparent that I've had, I think, four glasses of Bailey's so far today. Have you? Bailey's? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. So I've recorded my other podcast today. Four glasses of Bailey's? Well, novelty Bailey's as well, because I've got the chocolate one and I've got the red velvet cupcake one. And so Bailey's we were, sits very heavy, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And we were doing a little tasting session and uh, I just kept drinking it because it's here, Pete. So uh, we're about to record episode six of Actual Joey, which is on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friends pod. And, you know, if you want to hear... Enjoy of- this old shit we made months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you can hop over and listen to me half cut trying to talk about the sixth episode of an ever-weakening series of Joey. Yes. Yeah. You are welcome. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Here's Joey, episode one. Enjoy. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, 
Welcome to Joey with Friends that doesn't involve the sitcom Friends, but will be friends instead. Joey with Friends! <laughs> Joey with Friends about a sitcom uh, about Joey, where ironically he has none of his friends. Mm. Um, so it's Joey out in the wilderness. We're doing this because we mentioned it sort of almost jokingly during one of our quizzes ages ago. And the reaction was kind of like, oh, do you know what? I've never seen Joey. You should definitely do Joey. And we should all talk about Joey. So um, uh, sucks to be you to jokingly suggest a thing because we're doing it now. Yeah, I've literally never seen Joey before. Uh, Dave, you, you have, but I imagine a while ago. Uh, like years and years ago. And some of it I do remember. And some of it, as you'll discover, I very much have completely forgotten. But I did. I had the box set, Pete. Did you? Incredibly, yeah. I just have a very vivid memory of this sort of horrible yellow-covered DVD. You know, it's a very thin DVD case with all the series packed into it. Um, so I do think I've probably seen all of Joey. But as we'll come on to, I'm not sure American television audiences have seen all of Joey because they stopped screening yes. it. They made some which never ended up on telly. Yeah, they, 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 the American television is uh, notoriously cutthroat, isn't it? But I think they cancelled it midway through the second season um, when it all went tits up. There's a brilliant pattern as well with the number of viewing figures that, that Joey had. The penultimate episode that made it to air, I think, had something like 8 million viewers. And then the following week, it was down to four. <laughs> so half of its viewership oh my had gone God, in yeah. a week and then it was never seen on TV again. That is a hell of a drop-off. So now what's happened here is, and we'll get to this and we'll try and work out what happened in the penultimate episode. Like, maybe there was a really controversial storyline and everyone was like, nope, I am out. Um, but yeah, there's a big old gap, that sort of mid-season gap as well. So it was December 2005, the last one was, the penultimate one. And then it came back in March. Like you say, yeah, 7.99 million to 4.09 million. That is like that is a huge drop-off. And then the rest never even made it to air. But never mind. Hey, we'll we'll get to that at some point. All in good time. All in good time. We're going to do these chronologically, aren't we, Pete? Unlike Friends with Friends, where we sort of pick specific episodes um, based on people's favourite ones. So here we're just going straight through. So if you want to watch along with us, they are all available on the internet. Not that we endorse... Um, streaming it from an unauthorised site. The problem with Joey is, I mean, we genuinely don't authorise it, but if you want to watch it on some sort of official site, you can't, because it it doesn't exist anywhere, as if everybody has just completely disowned it. But we'll give you the premise as we would at the start of a normal Friends with Friends episode, so... Uh, pilot of Joey, shall we? Shall we go in? Season one, episode one, a pilot uh, directed by Kevin S. Bright. So Kevin S. Kevin, Bright, yeah. still in the mix here. Uh, here's what happens. When Joey's new TV show is cancelled and the show he turned down is a big hit, it leaves Joey kicking himself and in search of work in LA. Joey's nephew, meanwhile, wants to leave his mother's house and live with his cool uncle, but is afraid to tell her. And I mean, that plot... Uh, synopsis does gloss over I'd say the major plot line of this which is Joey leaving New York and moving to LA Uh, it really just gives you the sort of second half of the episode Um, but yeah that is that is the vibe Joey's moving to LA from New York um, and he's already like bizarrely already got a part in this apparently big new TV show which as the synopsis says does get cancelled but we'll come on to that very shortly this went out Pete in September 2004 yeah which is a really quick turnaround from Friends ending 
which was in like May 2004. It's yeah. just a summer off and then straight back in with Joey. So like they were really committed to this spin-off, which I guess he would be because it's the biggest sitcom in the history of sitcoms, basically, isn't it? And and you'd want to keep that uh, burning. But interestingly enough, Kevin S. Bright, so he directed this episode and a lot of the Joey episodes, but he is the only one of Bright, Kaufman, Crane that uh, took the leap over to Joey. So um, that the other two didn't is quite telling. Mm. And uh, perhaps they were missed. <laughs> I think our history looks fondly upon them for making that decision. The theme tune to Joey, which is, it's not, um, what's the word, Pete? Not um, a classic. Not good. Good. Not that's good. the word. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, it's so generic. It's like proper, like, if you were to say, sing me a sort of wiffly waffly version of a California beach song. That's what yeah. it is, isn't You know, like a California coastal driving song. A sort of whiny American male vocal as well. Yes. Um, I had a little look into it, Pete. It's by Long Beach Dub All Stars. It's called Sunny Hours. And it features, would you believe it, Will I Am. I can't imagine Will I Am fitting on the version that's in Joey. No. He's very conspicuous by his absence on the theme tune, isn't he? But he does turn up in all sorts of unexpected places, does Will I Am. <laughs> he doesn't know when to say no, does he? No, not at all. Um, so there you go. So yes, we'll, we'll, we'll try and fudge together some sort of version of the Joey theme tune. Um, but having said that it's not as good it does stick in your head i don't know if you've had it since you watched joey it's sort of still there i just remember there being some vocal about everything's gonna be all right yeah 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 everything's gonna be all right yeah it's not the lyrics aren't sort of poetry in motion but they do fit the vibe i guess um but before we even get to the theme tune in joey we have the cold open which is full of exposition it's basically joey gets in a cab in la and tells the taxi driver everything you'd possibly need to know if you'd never seen Friends. Yes, fills in ten series of backstory. <laughs> yeah, he just basically gets in and does the whole, you know, I'm an actor, I'm moving to LA, blah, 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 blah. Um, and there's a lot of um, a lot of Joey being stupid in this opening scene, isn't there? Like, he gets in and he says, the cab driver says, where are you going? Uh, he basically goes, to my sister's, and sits back as if he's given the address, and the cab driver's like, there's just a lot of backing and forth of Joey being stupid and the whole of the cold open ends with the punchline being that he's not actually in LA yet at all is he he's in Dallas where he had a layover and he's left the airport and got in a cab there and we are getting Joey fresh off the back of sort of late friends Joey in which he isn't as sort of isn't as attractive almost and instead he comes across as quite dim and incredibly stupid and makes all these awkward uh, mistakes as well and that's what happens as well we'll come on to this in a bit when he meets he meets his neighbor in this first episode uh, a, a very attractive woman who he likes the look of he says as much but he's quite sort of quite sort of awkward and dorky around her and he isn't very good at flirting with her and and that's that's not the Joey from Friends at its peak. This is the the new Joey that we're getting. Yeah, it's that stupid, slightly bumbly almost, isn't it? Slightly just sort of... Yeah, it's, it's a very, very different character. And I was reading an interview with uh, Kevin S. Bright, who did make the hop over, but he basically said... 
uh, Joey's character became such a different character in Joey. That was the main problem, and he was fighting against that. But the sort of network executives didn't hear, didn't listen to him. And he basically said something along the lines of, you know, the Joey we know and love is this sort of um, confident womanizer, but he's also a good friend and a loyal companion and all that sort of stuff. And kind of what you get here is he doesn't really have the chance to show that he's a good loyal companion or a friend, especially not in these first episodes, because we don't know anybody else and there's nobody there apart from his sister. And also, he's, yeah, he's lost sort of all that confidence that he had, hadn't he? And he is just a bit, um, a bit dorky, like you say. And there's just the, the, it's the confidence sort of professionally as well as um, socially. Like he he just he's starting from scratch and he's very much sort of trying to pursue an acting career in the way that people do when they're sort of early twenties. And yet he's much further down the line. So it feels like there's quite a lot at stake for him. But yeah, it's it's a, a big move when he does finally get to LA. Let's address, shall we, Peter? Just sort of two and a half minutes of quite inappropriate television well the thing is you've got a brand new sitcom that's spinning off from the most successful sitcom of (laughs) all time and within two and a half minutes you have inappropriate well to be fair this shouldn't be a shock given friends did it with monica and ross some very inappropriate brother sister chat so Here's what happens if you haven't seen this, and if you haven't seen it and you're still listening to this, I both admire you and question your sanity, because you're now listening to two people talk about a thing you've not seen and probably never will. But never mind. Um, what, what happens is Joey arrives, he's met by his sister, and almost immediately they just start talking about her breast implants that she's apparently recently had. Uh, to which she says, do you want to touch them? And his retort is, no, come on, let's go. I'll feel you up in the car, I promise. Uh, Joey's bag goes by on the carousel. He misses it. And the way he retrieves the bag is that Gina basically undoes her top, gets her boobs out, Gina's his sister, and sort of pushes them towards a stranger, uh, a man, and says, do you mind passing us that bag? And Joey says, well, they do get things done. As if asking a stranger, would you mind passing me that bag, was this incredibly uh, out there request. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could anyone just thought, oh, sorry, mate, would you mind passing me that bag? Imagine saying no, unless somebody <laughs> pushed big tits in your face. Yeah, it's, um, it's a strong way to introduce Gina as a character. Gina is very... Um, stereotypically New York, I guess, would be the best way of describing her in her sort of mannerisms and her accent and her sort of, yeah, the the way she sort of conducts herself. She's very no-nonsense in that. that Yeah, a little bit abrasive, quite brash. Uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's very much a sort of say-what-you-think, no-holds-barred type vibe. Um, We meet her son, who's going to be one of the main characters in the sitcom as well, who is basically completely the opposite of her as well. Yes, nothing alike. And is somehow a rocket scientist. Michael is Joey's nephew and they haven't seen him for for years and years and years. Uh, and I spent five to six minutes working out where I knew Michael from. And he is in the excellent, Peter, uh, Netflix Kiefer Sutherland show, Designated Survivor. And if uh, okay. you haven't seen Designated Survivor, you must watch it because it's excellent for about a series and it gets really weird. Classic American telly. Um, but, I mean, it's absolutely trash, but it's great. So he's 20, isn't he? And there's this whole conversation about him not knowing quite how young his mum was when she had him. Um, Joey makes a joke about you rarely hear the argument for teen pregnancy. Um, 
when did Joey last see his nephew? Because he says he still thinks of his nephew as a little kid, and yet he's now 20. The timelines do not work at all here because we you know as on friends with friends we love an inconsistent timeline so let's say this is the year that friends ends the kid's 20 therefore in season three when we meet gina when in you know when chandler's um when chandler gets off with one of joey's sisters and they all go around to the nana's house and all the sisters are there there is no inkling or hint that one of joey's sisters has a 13-year-old son, is there? No, not referenced. Um, but here he is. He's definitely going to be part of this season. Um, he's a rocket scientist, and then the, his storyline is he wants to move in with Joey, but his mum's very protective, and he doesn't want to upset her by moving out, which we'll come on to a little bit later. Um, we got quite an early reference to Chandler. We do, very early on. Uh, just very classic friends, you know, bordering on the problematic. But it's basically Gina implying that Joey and Chandler are uh, together, and the only reference to any of the other friends by name we have in the whole episode is Joey shouting, Chandler and I are not a gay couple. Yeah, she says that he and Chandler should have moved down earlier because it has a very vibrant gay scene, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, um, which, okay, like, I see the joke, but also, I mean, maybe this ties into the fact that he hasn't seen her for 20 years, but, like, the last thing that I think people would stereotypically think of as Joey as is is not somebody that literally hits on every like she must know her brother not at all if she hasn't realized that he is the most sort of alpha straight man in the world yeah absolutely so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cheap joke really isn't it um and then we don't actually we he sort of references friends throughout the first episode but that's the only time we hear Chandler or anyone referenced by name. And it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of jarring, isn't it? As almost as if to be like, I get why they put it in, but it kind of just makes you realise, oh, do you know who's not here? All the other friends. I'm curious to see whether there are more references to the existence of the friends in future. Right. Yeah. And uh, as the person that's watched this all completely from start to finish, Pete, I can tell you, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, because I we'll get to that. do not remember any of it. So Michael and Joey have this conversation, don't they, about... So Michael says, basically, um, I'm, a, I'm just about to leave college. I'm 20 or however old he is. I don't want to live with my mum anymore. What I will say is that moving out of your mum's house and into your uncle's isn't the biggest display of personal growth. <laughs> it, does, it does feel like... He does sort of make reference to, I, can't, I don't have any money to, to pay rent. So I guess it's a tiny step in that sense. But also, come on, mate. Get a bloody job and pay your rent. You're a rocket scientist. Like... I feel like there's a demand for that and probably a fairly well-paid one. Yes, yeah, you'd hope that rocket scientists earned reasonable money. (laughs) Yes, yeah, exactly. It's worth investing in, guys. Guys, if anyone's running NASA, give them a pay rise. (laughs) It's quite important what they do. Um, But hey, guess what we get almost immediately uh, between Joey and Michael, Pete? Another reference to his sister's breasts. Yes, and from the son as well. <laughs> so weird. He basically goes, I need to move out of my mum's house. Have you seen her breasts? Yes, and as jo- if that's the reason that he needs to move out. Very weird, very weird. Uh, and, and Joey's response is, have I seen them? She made me touch them. As a, <laughs> like, none of this, none of this sits right with me. None of this sits right with me at all. It's very odd, isn't it? Sister's new boobs being a recurring joke is just a strange scripting choice for a first episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of brings us on to the the other running thing, and it doesn't quite appear yet, but later when Michael and Joey are talking about 
you know, why... Joey basically has two or three conversations with this episode about why it's not a good idea. Basically, he's scared of his sister, isn't he? He's scared yeah. that his sister is going to take it out on him if, if her kid moves out of her house into his. And the only sort of concrete example that Joey gives is that she used to pin him down as a kid until he screamed, I'm gay for David Cassidy. Yes, which, again, is something that they use as a recurring joke because it mm. makes another appearance. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's literally the punchline of the whole episode when it comes back, isn't it? Um, we'll sort of move through it chronologically as best we can, but he says it, it's uncomfortable, and I thought, oh, God, that's weird, I don't know why that stayed in. And then, um, yeah, the very last thing, of very last dialogue of the whole episode is, is Gina sort of trying to attack Joey once she finds out Michael's going to move in with him. And uh, he gets out of it by shouting, I'm gay for David Cassidy. And that's it. That's the punchline to the whole episode. Who'd have thought a sitcom which ends its first episode with the line, I'm gay for David Cassidy, would be doomed to fail? <laughs> the writing was on the wall. Um, there's references to David Cassidy in Friends as well. Somebody on that writing staff obviously has, yeah. has, has the hearts for David Cassidy. Pin up. He is. I mean, he's literally on Rachel's wall, isn't he? Yes, of course he is, yes. A literal pin-up. Um, but there you go. Yeah, strange, str- very odd bits. Anyway, so uh, we meet Alex. Alex is, well, how would you describe her, Pete? Sort of like just a nice, attractive... She's basically going to be the normal character, I think, is the, is, yeah. is the vibe, isn't it? His she's sister's, a lawyer, isn't she? Is she a lawyer? Yes, she's like a sort of corporate lawyer who works for big evil corporations, isn't she? Yeah, so she is very much quite straight-laced compared to, to Joey. Yeah, and she's the only character... Uh, at all so, so, so I guess Michael's about as near to normal as it were in inverted commas that you would get except he's still this sort of um, supposed genius kid you know child prodigy type thing but Gina's very straight and direct we'll meet Joey's agent in a bit who is just mad so everybody else is is, a, is the sort of sitcom whimsical characters but Alex is kind of very straight laced and normal isn't she yeah, there's there's not too much to say about her as well because she just she appears a few times and they say hello and it's clear that Joey likes her and then it ends up being revealed that she's actually married and it's yeah devastating for Joey when he actually only met her like a day ago and and yeah exactly just and yeah he has to somehow come to terms with the fact that he might not be able to have sex with the first woman he meets in Los Angeles yeah um, and again going back to the Joey stupidity thing the reason Joey didn't realise she was married is because we are led to believe Joey still doesn't know his left from his right. Yes. She basically goes, yes, I'm married. I've got, look, look, didn't you see my ring? And he's like, yeah, I saw the ring, but it's on your right hand. And she basically goes, no, no, it's not, you idiot. He's also wearing a Days of Our Lives t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that is weird as hell, isn't it? Because, it, well, it, it he's sort of clinging on to the one successful acting job he's had and is now wearing merch for it yeah yeah it's um it it leads into sort of um a bit where she asks him so there's this whole sequence where joey goes i'm an actor and she basically goes oh that's cute you think that's sort of something special here everybody in this city is an actor yeah Um, which is absolutely true isn't it if you go to la like everybody's an actor but 
she then goes, oh, but weren't you in Days of Our Lives? And I think Joey has this moment of like, oh, so, you know, yeah, I am a bit of a bigger deal. And then he realises it's, be- it's because he's wearing this T-shirt. But considering, I don't think we've ever seen Joey in a Days of Our Lives T-shirt at all, right? No, well, no, fortunately not. <laughs> it wasn't a wardrobe choice that they make in uh, in Friends at any point, but he's really clinging on to that. Um, so their, their apartments, jo- the back of Joey's apartment, backs onto the front of hers in a sort of weird... They share this courtyard, weirdly. He's landed an amazing place despite having no secure income. Yes, and you can see, uh, as the joke goes, the middle of the Hollywood sign, the Ollywoo sign. Yes. Um, But there's also, in that bit, and that's the bit that I was going to reference, just another classic weird thing where um, the protagonist of our sitcom just looks into a woman's bathroom and waves. He's sort of like, oh, I can also see into that woman's bathroom. And waves. Yeah, almost sort of revels in it as if it's a great selling feature of the property. Yeah, it's like at this stage, they've not learnt the lessons from friends that they might have done at at various points, you know? Like, it's not not really sure this is just very funny. It's also good to see that the relaxed open-door policy with apartments has travelled with Joey to LA, because <laughs> his nephew is just in Joey's kitchen when he gets home <laughs> cooking dinner at one point. Yeah, so I, so basically the whole of the rest of the episode plays out in sort of two parts. One is Joey's career stuff, and the other is Joey and Michael, um, this sort of moving thing. And the whole of the Joey and Michael moving thing is continually based around the fact that Gina is in the apartment but in the next room so they keep saying stuff to each other when one of them doesn't realise she's there so Michael will walk in and just go like she's mad and then she'll walk out and go what are you saying about me you know basically I mean that's not how she talks at all Uh, but it's 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 sort of the same sort of weird farce thing plays out a cut two or three times doesn't it it does the, the set's empty isn't it because he's not moved any stuff in so I guess in the coming weeks, it's going to, I don't know, get a bit more character and get a bit more personality in that place. But at the moment, it is very bland. Uh, yes. And yeah, like you said, there's nothing in it. His movers apparently have, have not arrived with the stuff yet. Here are a few things I noticed, Pete. Gina meets Alex. Okay, so Gina's Joey's sister. Alex is the neighbour. Um, and the only interaction they have... And this is a very weird, but kind of a friend's hangover thing, is that Gina tries to buy Alex's hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, she is a hairdresser, isn't she? But uh, as you, you see a bit later, when she's actually cutting someone, I think she's cutting Joey's hair, isn't she? Yeah. Her technique <laughs> is the sort of technique that people will be using during lockdown to cut their relative's hair. <laughs> and then... She says that she can't cut his hair because she's too upset. Like, emotions sort of impair your ability to cut hair. Yeah. I mean, we do get this sort of strange backstory that she has only become a hairdresser because she was outed by a television program as one of the county's most dangerous dental technicians. And yes. That's just like a very sort of weird, surrealist, frenzy kind of moment, isn't it? But they do kind of cover all bases. But... It, again, it's just one of those things where you go, what what happened in the writing room of the pilot of this new sitcom? And they're sort of going, guys, right, so Gina meets Alex. What what do you think they should talk about? And someone goes, what if she, what, what if she asked her if she could buy her hair? And everyone goes, yeah, that, that's the best. Yeah, they'll do. That's the best we got, is it? Cool. Let's, let's roll on with that, the hair buying plot. Michael ends up persuading Joey that he can move in because he makes some nice spaghetti. That's literally it. <laughs> yes, that's true. Although that that does feel like quite 
a legitimate reason Joey would have for yes. letting someone live with him. Yeah, he makes some nice spaghetti. Joey basically says, you can move in if you cook that for me every day, basically, isn't it? Um, and then Gina does get annoyed. Did you notice what happens when Gina gets annoyed? She does Phoebe's ear thing. Yeah, grabs him by the ear. Grabs him by the ear, which is literally directly out of Friends and directly from another character. Um, but yeah, basically, Gina finds out, gets angry. Joey does this big speech about how things need to change and change is good. And he's embracing change. It's very exposition-y. Like, and it's kind of the opposite of that speech he makes in Friends, where he goes, I don't want anything to change, you know, towards the end of Friends. Um, but we get this very sort of very on-the-nose, like, guys... And it's almost like the writers of the sitcom are trying to persuade the audience that this might be a good sitcom. The other five aren't here, get over it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Is- guys, it could still be okay. It's going to be weird and it's going to be different. But honestly, this might be as good as Friends, brackets is not. He makes that speech, doesn't he, to her, um, where it is serious and there is no laughter about it. There's no jokes in it. He's just very sincerely talking about how how hard it's been as well. It seems quite genuine and he seems to be suggesting that it's been really rough for him and really quite sad. And it's this little glimmer of Joey's emotional intelligence, which comes through from time to time, but it does feel quite sad. Yeah, it is. It is definitely, it didn't make me sort of, it sort of had the opposite effect on me than being like, how okay, let's get on with this new thing. It was kind of like, Oh God, we are really, it's really going to be quite bleak. This, this set yeah, up for a new quite, show. It's quite, um, yeah, it's quite sad that he, he talks about how difficult it's been that all his friends have moved on with their life. And he, there's one line where he says something like, I'm the only one who didn't find anyone. I'm the only one who didn't sort of end up happy. And and that's, that's you, you don't really think of that in the finale of Friends, do you? You think, well, whatever Joey goes on to, it'll all be fine. Yeah. Uh, and that it ends on a high. But this is actually suggesting that it's not ended on a high for him. It's sort of ended with everything changing for him. Bleak. Yeah. Bleak. Um, it's yeah. really bleak. And I've just remembered why Gina starts grabbing his ear and makes him shout, I'm gay for David Cassidy at the end. It's because Joey accidentally reveals that Gina was 16, not 22, when she had Michael. Um, as if this is something that they've just been carrying for their whole lives and Michael hasn't worked out. Like six years is quite the swing to not have at least vaguely clicked, isn't it? Yes. And he even makes that, Michael makes that uh, comment himself, doesn't he? He's like, why have I never worked that out? Yes, yeah, I'm a rocket scientist. You know, I'm I'm really clever. Why have I not figured that out? Um, but yeah, but that's sort of the Joey, Gina, Michael uh, storyline. Shall we <laughs> turn our attention to Joey's career? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 
Joey has been offered two parts, the role of a nurse and a lead role as a cop. And he opts for the cop role, doesn't he? Which proves to not be a good decision. Yeah, so the reason he opts for it is because he... I mean, there's a bit of that sort of uh, uh, icky moment where he sort of just implies that a show about male nurses isn't going to be accepted by a wider American audience because guess what guys nurses are usually women you know that's Mm. sort of a bit of an icky undercurrent but uh, the other thing is he thinks his fans won't find him plausible as a nurse because they already know him as a brain surgeon Yes, which I think might be sort of giving his fans a bit too much credit. (laughs) Yeah, and Gina actually, in fairness, within the script says they, well, you know, they accepted you as a brain surgeon, so maybe they're not all there, you know, based or something along those lines. Turns out, anyway, that the cop show gets cancelled very quickly and the nurse show becomes this huge phenomenon, you know, like it becomes the house or whatever it is of, of the fictional world. And to really rub it in... It shows one of the actors from the hit show that Joey turned down being interviewed. And the interviewer asks the actor, like, oh, and you weren't even the first choice for the role. <laughs> and the other guy goes, no, I wasn't. It was some actor called Joey. And he gets the surname. Trebaney. But why would you name the person <laughs> who was wanted ahead of you? It's incredibly brutal, isn't it? It's such a strange interview. Like, why would you even ask that question in an interview? And then also, why would you discuss it in detail? Uh, the guy that plays the male nurse, the successful actor, though, is, um, this is one of from my memory, the many, many characters from that appeared in Friends as one thing and now appear in Joey as another thing. But he was one of Joey's co-stars in Days of Our Lives in Friends. Oh, really? Yeah, he played Dirk on the on the roof, you know, on the in the, soap, the one with the soap opera party. And um, again, you just sort of, there's just this sort of universe confusing thing, which we'll get to when we come to Joey's agent. But, you know, everyone just seems... Pretty happy that all these people that look like people they once knew are now in a different city and completely different people. Yeah, but we uh, we have to, unfortunately, Dave, we have to reference the reason uh, that his cop show gets cancelled. Uh, it gets cancelled because it's considered disgusting. And then comes <laughs> just the most extraordinary line, which, again... I, 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 we've used this this question a few times so far. Why would you put this in a pilot? <laughs> Why would you put this in any episode? Um, I, I can't really bring myself to say it, Dave. Well, it comes. It's, it's delivered with such nonchalance as well. And I know that's the joke that it's it's horrendous and that Joey can't understand why it's been cancelled. But the show is considered disgusting. He tells his sister, and then as a throwaway line, he says. You defecate on one corpse. As if that's the reason that it got... I mean, there are thousands of funny reasons you could have added in there for a cop show <laughs> to get cancelled. Like, you could have gone down the whole mac and cheese, like a robot called cheese. Like, you could Any weird thing. Anything. And you pick... Taking a on shit a on a dead yes. body. It is extraordinary it is absolutely wild uh, and you know fair to say no wonder the show got cancelled yeah um, it's not surprised i don't know if you had this pete and i don't know if this is uh symptomatic of uh, how i feel about this program so far but <clears throat> around that time that happens that scene where he says the thing about defecating on a corpse and then they go inside and they watch this interview with the guy from nurses basically and the implication is oh my god nurses is a huge show He's such an idiot. 
you know, for turning this down. What a terrible mistake he's made. And then the music plays, uh, which I thought was the end of the episode. (laughs) I thought I'd been watching Joey for long enough that that was going to be the end of the episode. Uh, It turns out when I pressed pause, it was 13 minutes in and that was just the end of the first half. (laughs) No, so not to say that it, to come. not not to say that it doesn't sort of fly by, but I uh, yes, I, I I did I did think at that stage. Oh my god! There's also the strange reason why his agent um, suggests Joey for a job. She says that he should be put forward for a job because he has a tremendous head. <laughs> so we, we should talk about Joey's agent because Joey's agent is uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who you know is famously Stifler's mum and also um, more relevant to our podcast uh, Amanda Amanda yes. Buffer Montesi um, so again one of these things where Joey has already met this character in Friends but she's obviously uh, playing a completely different person she plays Bobby Joey's agent and she is it's like they went do you know what was good when Joey had a mad agent in New York yeah. why don't we give Joey a mad agent in LA and it's just a slightly different kind of mad isn't it but also, in this episode, I just wished she was Amanda Bufamontese. Well, there's no kind of no reason why she isn't, you know. She, they, could, they, could have just, they could have just worked that in somehow, because it's implausible enough that Bobby is a successful LA agent. So they could have easily just made reference to Amanda moved to LA and accidentally became an agent, you know? Yeah, and that Joey had an in with her because he knows a couple of people who know her. She gives him this big speech about that she would do anything for him, and... Uh, one of the examples she gives is I would rip off my own ears and eat them. Yes. There's a lot of very strange moments like that. She's not really in it much, though, is she? I, I assume there'll be plenty more to come from her, but she's she's not in it too much. Plenty more to come from her, and if I remember correctly, even more in the second season. Like, I think she becomes a very uh, big part of that. But basically, she's kind of, in that in that sort of a stale way, can't really hide the truth very well. Uh, and she's uh, basically despondent that she's fucked up and that Joey didn't take that nurse show and she basically gives him this whole thing of like nothing's going to be as big as that you absolutely fucked it lads Um, before making this tremendous head suggestion and saying he should go and audition for this entertainment news show and then that becomes the sort of the bit of Joey being a shit actor although in this case it's a presenter but it's sort of classic friends and the premise of this is that Joey uh, is auditioning for a show that has three cameras and each camera has a red light when it's going to be on and all he has to do is turn and look at the correct camera when the red light comes on and again going back to this thing Joey is uh, so uh, challenged intellectually that he cannot understand the difference between a red light that's on and a red light that's off, and he keeps looking at the wrong cameras. I mean, that is just a scene straight out of Friends, basically, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like they've really run out of ideas with that one. And, you know, that's again, we've, we've tracked it, haven't we, in Friends with Friends, but that is the real nadir of the Joey intelligence, you know, the sort of Joey can't speak French level. Yeah, you'd think that he's also done some presenting before. So yeah. it's not like that's new to Joey. No, absolutely not. No, it's an, it, I, I'd have thought this would be sort of the audition that he could absolutely sail through, but he, he doesn't manage to uh, nail the very basic camera work, but never mind. Um, a couple of eggy moments during this audition as well, aren't there? Where uh, the running joke through us the audition, Pete, is that Joey cannot tell whether the producer is a man or a woman. Yes, that's right. And so he, the first time it's referenced, he sort of literally just says to the stage, to the floor manager, is that a guy or a girl or something like that? And the floor manager goes, you're mic'd up. And Joey looks awkward. 
And then he ad- directly addresses the producer later and goes, Mr. or ma'am or whoever you are, you know, something something really like wildly insensitive and not okay. And we only see them from the back of their head as well, don't they? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's never so, I mean, I don't, I doubt. Almost as if they couldn't find an actor who was willing to be insulted like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's also a strange thing in the way that Joey gets this audition, and I don't really know how LA agents work, but Joey, Joey's agent Bobby says to him, well, there is this quiz show that they're looking for a new host, you know, basically sort of implying I can get you on audition. And all she does then is write down something on a post-it note and give it to him, and he leaves, like... What Shop is that? Yeah. What's that? The phone number and he just rings up and sorts it out himself. Very weird. She's not earning her commission. She is not earning her commission. <laughs> the other moment of note in that audition is Joey's uh, failure to read the auto cue properly, which is very, very Anchorman. And Joey says, welcome to Hollywood Minute. Uh, I'm Name. And yeah. he reads name instead of saying his own name. And it is, it just, uh, I was sort of thinking, is that before or after Anchorman turns up exactly the same time? They were released basically the same, within the same couple of months. Oh, so they just happened to have the same joke. 2004 was obviously a, a top year for autocorrect jokes. <laughs> I think that's about it, Pete. Uh, the pilot, like we say, a lot of exposition, a lot of sort of getting to know everybody. But what I will say, Pete, is I don't hate it. No, I, do you know what? I thought that. I thought it was going to be sort of blatantly bad. But as you say, it went on for a while, so it can't have been horrendous, and it wasn't. No, it was. I, I, if I was watching that as a proper thing, I'd be like, this is fine. But there are many, many worse things that have happened uh, on television, and uh, I already know the character of Joey, and I'm happy to stick with it. Yeah. And we hope that you're happy to stick with <laughs> us. That is just our sort of subconscious way of saying, guys, stick with it, because we've got a whole podcast series to do about it. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, we'll do them in chronological order, like we say. So next time on Joey, Friends with jo- Joey with Friends. Joey it. with Friends. <laughs> Joey with Friends. Uh, we'll do episode two, Joey and the Student, uh, which is a title of an episode that sounds problematic. Yes, can't wait for that one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See, there you go. I've had another yeah, glass of Bailey's during that time, Pete. That Tell you was what. nice. That was nice. Um, so thanks for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it. It's basically the same show, but analysing a much worse show, as you can tell. Um, mm. But there you go. We have fun. We enjoy doing it. The rest of it's over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friends pod. Uh, honestly, we've said this a thousand times. We do not judge you if you do not want to pay for a Patreon. It's just there to sort of cover our little bits of costs, isn't it, Pete? And anyone that does want to do it, we appreciate it very much. And anyone that doesn't, we do not judge you whatsoever because we know these are lean times. Lean, lean, lean. And if you wait 12 months, we'll probably give you episode two for free. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> this is the long game. There's what, about 30-odd episodes of Joey. So if you just hang tight for 30 years... In a few decades, you'll, you'll collect the them whole all. thing for free. <laughs> all right, there you go. Episode two of Joey coming to you free this time next year. <laughs> Bye! GreatBigOwl.com Great. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.